Nonstop. Nonstop. It's continuous. It's great. One unexpected result from Young Star's success was that Taiwanese concert promoters, who previously had shied away from bringing unknown Western bands or music genres to Taiwan, hired ICRT as their media partner. Here it comes. One of the earliest and biggest examples of that was that Taiwan hosted a two-night jazz blues concert that featured Ray Charles and B.B. King. These two musical giants were huge in the U.S. and Europe, but not that well known in Asia, where jazz and blues were about as unknown as your Uncle Melvin from Iowa. The promoter was worried that people in Taiwan didn't know who Ray Charles or B.B. King were and that he could lose a tremendous amount of money. So he hired ICRT to educate our audiences as to who Ray Charles and B.B. King were. We did that by adding their hits to our rotation. And we sent our host of the Sunday Night Jazz program, Bill Thiessen, to hang out with the bands at the venue during rehearsals, calling in three times a day. Ladies and gentlemen, pay attention. On his phone calls from the concert rehearsals, Bill Thiessen talked up how excited the two superstars were to be in Taiwan. Bill also acted as the concert's master of ceremonies. Now, in Japan, the audience just kind of sat on their hands during the concerts to show their respect. And B.B. King and Ray Charles were concerned that the Asian culture as a whole, being as conservative as it is, would be quiet throughout the entire Asian tour. Therefore, before the show, Bill Thiessen spent time teaching the Taiwanese crowd to applaud. As the show was about to begin, a spotlight was shown on Bill, and he led the crowd in an uproarious applause to welcome the band. The crowd took over from there and applauded throughout the two nights. B.B. King called those Taipei shows the best on the whole tour. The soft pop duo Air Supply was already popular in Taiwan when ICRT launched. However, the promotion that ICRT did when Air Supply was booked for a concert caused Air Supply mania that even surprised the band. Here's a reenactment of how ICRT promoted air supply to our listeners in Taiwan. 100.7 ICRT. Hello, how are you tonight? Hello, may I order a song? Well, you certainly may. What song would you like to hear? I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. You must be an Air Supply fan. I am. My mother love Air Supply so very much. Well, what's your name? Lily. Lily, great name. Do you know that Air Supply will be in Taipei tomorrow night? We all know Air Supply will be in Taipei. Do you have tickets? No, tickets are no more. 
Yes, tickets are already sold out to that show. Hmm. Lily, what are you and your mother doing tomorrow night? Watch the TV, read the magazines, and listen to ICRT, of course. All right. Let me give you a quick little Air Supply quiz. What are the names of the members of Air Supply? Graham Russell and uh, Russell Hitchcock. Well, that's great. Lily, you are a fan. Guess what? You and your mother are going to see Air Supply tomorrow night, courtesy of ICRT. How about that? Don't kid me! I wouldn't kid you. Here's the best thing. Your seats are on the first row. Oh, thank you so much! Promise me that you and your mother will wave at Russell and Graham during the show. I will, I will! Thank you so much! Oh, you're very welcome. Lily, I need to ask you one more question. What's your favorite radio station? <laughs> ICRT forever and ever! ICRT This is Graham from Air Supply, and I actually do remember our first Taiwanese concert in Taipei was in association with ICRT Radio. But I remember it very well, simply because when we arrived at the hotel, and it was our first time there, there were hundreds and hundreds of fans in and around the hotel, and the security didn't really know what to do. They'd never seen anything like that before, and I don't think we had either. And I believe we were, if not the first, but one of the first bands to ever, Western bands to play in Taipei. But uh, I remember Russell and I trying to go down to the coffee shop, and we couldn't even get out of our rooms. Everyone, uh, there were fans in the the hallways, and in the end, they called in security to keep everyone away while we went down to have lunch. I also remember the venue, the big dome building with, uh, we had lasers in those days and we had a laser image of a big white winged horse on the roof. But I believe that venue is not there anymore. But that, they're great memories of uh, Taipei a long time ago. And we still have a lot of great friends there. And uh, keep on rocking. few years, ICRT was the media to promote veteran well-known Western bands scheduled to perform in Taiwan. Then, a concert promoter gave the station another challenge. Promote the first show in Taiwan of an up-and-coming British band. Love, if we wanted to alienate our fans, why would we waste our time making a bloody record? I'm Tom Ewing. I worked at ICRT from 1987 until 1990. We even had cutting crew singing contests to give away tickets, and we also encouraged students to take a friend to the show. But the ICRT extra was, we knew audiences in Thailand and Japan didn't applaud after each song out of respect for the artists. So we went back to the playbook that Bill Teason used to teach the older jazz and blues audiences to applaud the bands. The result? a young student audience of 5,000 that sang with cutting crew throughout the concert and then stayed in their seats screaming for more until cutting crew actually sang their hits a second time. 
I've never seen a band perform the same song twice at a concert. Thank you for keeping in touch with Cutting Crew after all these years. We're still going strong. And it was an incredible experience. I mean, it was rumored that this was the first song in Taiwan where the crowd were allowed to stand up. So um, we were expecting something special and it really was. But Taipei, absolutely memorably the best. The the amazing ability the fans had, they knew the songs. So there was obviously getting lots of plays on the radio. So they were ready for us. And we certainly weren't ready for that incredible reception. The success of promoting BB King, Ray Charles, Air Supply, Cutting Crew, shocked Taiwan. What does that mean? It means... It proved the ICRT audience was much deeper, more varied, and more scattered across generations of listeners than anyone had previously realized. ICRT was brought into marketing sessions with top Western companies and asked how we could connect the depth of our audience with the challenges these potential advertisers faced in Taiwan. Ladies and gentlemen, pay attention. Coca-Cola had a major challenge hindering its entrance into the Taiwan market. Coke was battling Taiwan's local soft drink leader, Haesong, in the market. Haesong had several advantages. It was well-known, it had island-wide distribution, it cost less, and it was less sweet, which was more appealing to the unique taste of consumers in Taiwan. Coke countered Haesong with a strategy of Coke equals music and Coke equals fun, concentrating on the youth market. There was a saying among Western marketing experts that no Taiwanese over 40 will ever switch product loyalty. So ICRT had a particularly difficult perception to help Coke overcome. Luckily, the Coke representative in Taiwan, Patrick Smythe, was a friend of Craig Quick. was my very good friend and he and I and David's son who ran McDonald's spent a lot of time together uh, had meals together went to entertainment together and uh, and uh, consulted on the situations we were in we were all American products uh, trying to make it in Taiwan Coke has always been deeply involved in music. Just remember, you know, I'd like to teach the world to sing. Uh, they've always been heavy on jingles and music, and uh, it's part of their marketing strategy. And uh, they knew that that would work there. People love music, uh, especially the young people, but everybody loves music, and good music uh, always will get an, uh, an audience. And associating Coke with that and with the enjoyment that music brings, you know, not for, only for inspiration, but for romance. It's really a key factor. So that's what happened. Now, Coke had already begun its Coke Equals Fun promotion by creating a pop band called MIT, made in Taiwan, to promote the Coca-Cola brand on college campuses throughout Taiwan. We can be one. 
I'm uh, David Maurice. I'm the, the founder and the glorious leader of MIT, the iconic Made in Taiwan band. I founded MIT as a Coca-Cola project. I heard through the grapevine, uh, I heard that Coke was looking to sponsor a band. So I put together a, a demo of some original songs and uh, I had a friend of mine, Mandy Gaines, that uh, most people in Taiwan know of. She was a college classmate of mine and uh, a singing and music partner in college. So I sent a demo of some of her songs that she was that, that, that she'd sent me uh, and presented them to uh, Coca-Cola Taiwan Bottling Company. Uh, specifically, I met directly with uh, Patrick Smythe, but I presented it to him and uh, a couple uh, ideas about what I wanted to do with the band, and they decided to go for it. We worked out a deal where they paid me uh, and the band members uh, a monthly salary. I, I'd gone around to some of the clubs, farmhouse mainly, and a couple other places where they played music and kind of handpicked uh, a bass player and uh, a keyboard player from some of the bands that were playing out and uh, a drummer I knew from a band I was playing in before and then Mandy and me and uh, they paid us a salary and uh, paid for our rehearsal space and bought us some equipment and uh, we started practicing, put some songs together. We started out being known as the Coke Band. We, we decided to change that name and we became MIT, which is Made in Taiwan. Uh, we did it with a kind of tongue-in-cheek idea of primarily being a, uh, a band of foreigners but we were assembled in Taiwan, so to speak. Everyone, listen up, everybody. Hey, my name is Mandy Gaines, and uh, my friend David Maurice, who I went to college with, put together a music project, got it sponsored by Coca-Cola, and they brought me over as a vocalist to play with the band that was called MIT. They brought me over as a lead vocalist. Um, that was supposed to be for six months, but it turned out to be a three-year uh, trek uh, in Taiwan. I ended up living there for three years. We generally started uh, rehearsing uh, and writing songs for the, first, for the first three or four months that I was in Taiwan. And, uh, and then we recorded an album and a concert tour followed to promote the album. Uh, concert tour island-wide of, of different uh, universities and colleges around. And MIT kind of got to be a fairly fairly well-known band and uh, we did a lot of television work and I got pretty well-known around Taiwan. ICRT was one of the original sponsors of uh, the MIT project, so to speak. Uh, it was Coke and Rock Records and ICRT. Uh, Coca-Cola, as I, I mean, I wasn't privy to the arrangement between those three companies. I mean, I was only dealing financially with, uh, uh, with Coca-Cola and then afterwards uh, uh, with uh, Rock Records. Uh, but I mean, there was no nothing really financial between MIT and ICRT. I think ICRT's role was kind of advisory, uh, where uh, Patrick uh, Smythe 
uh, you know, was a was a Coca-Cola guy. He was a business guy, and uh, I'm assuming, you know, he was friends with Craig Quick, and Craig was a music guy. So, what brings you here? Music. Music. Hi. My name is Kev Morgan, and I was ICRT's morning show host from 1993 to 1999. But at the very beginning, I got into it because I was involved in music. I was uh, playing in a band, and uh, we... (laughs) I just happened to meet a group called MIT, Made in Taiwan, uh, which was founded by uh, uh, my future bandmate David Maurice, and uh, featured Mandy Gaines on vocals, and uh, my myself and my good friend Bruce, who had come to Taiwan with me, who's a guitar player, and we were playing in another band at the time. But we uh, we went to see them and had such a good time hanging out with them. And they said, "Hey, we're we're recording an album. We can't figure out what the the title track is, and we're trying to do some kind of a We Are the World type ballad." And I went home that night and in my the youth hostel that I was living in at the time, and I wrote the title track. Uh, what would become the title track to that album called We Can Be One. And um, I brought it back to to their rehearsal the next day and they said, hey, that's it. We can be one. We can be one. In my heart, I know we can be one. So we recorded the song and shortly after that, they said, hey, we got a tour coming up this summer. Why don't you guys join the band? So Bruce and I became part of the touring version of MIT and uh, did that for that summer and then played in, in Taipei for the, the next couple of years. Anyway, it was just a blast. It was a wonderful time. Really uh, a, a lot of uh, opening up going in ta- on in Taiwan at the time. And so it was a wonderful, wonderful time to be there. And I have fantastic memories of it. Here it comes. Craig Quick's secretary, Maria Chen, remembers some of the excitement of those early days. When I was working for ICRT, that was in 1987, uh, there's a lot of activities going on. And then uh, from my memory, we always have many famous international singers band uh, came to ICRT for interview. It was quite a meaningful program. The success in promoting concerts for other promoters led ICRT to believe it could organize and implement events by itself. An opportunity presented itself when the American Chamber of Commerce in Taiwan allowed ICRT to take over the Taiwan celebration of the 4th of July. The previous year had seen poor attendance. Craig Quick had a man on staff, Fred Goforth, who was an experienced event promoter. Fred turned a low-key 4th of July event into a festival with pony rides, a greased pole contest, pizza, hot dog, and beer drinking contests all happening throughout the day. 
There was a magnificent fireworks display and lots and lots of live music. ICRT used its influence to bring in the top expat bands in Taiwan to celebrate and perform. Are you ready to hear something that will actively excite you? Yes! Yes! Hello there, I'm Tony Taylor, and uh, I was the program director for ICRT back in the 80s and the 90s. Craig Quick brought me over to uh, Taiwan from Honolulu, Hawaii, and as program director, I managed all the announcers, I set the playlists, I advised on contests, special shows like American Top 40, and most importantly, local community events. This is what successful radio stations do for the people that they serve. ICRT was a tremendous supporter of local community events. One day, the idea was put forth of ICRT taking over the organizing and the production of the largest American activity on Taiwan, that being the American Chamber of Commerce Taipei's July 4th picnic. Now, it was a win-win opportunity for the American Chamber of Commerce and, of course, for ICRT FM 100. And if you can remember back that far, it was an era of large outdoor music festivals like Lollapalooza. Fred Goforth and Craig Quick both believed that ICRT had the guanxi, the connections with the best Taiwan-based bands to, you know, entice them over to come over and perform. And they did. Craig also uh, wanted an ICRT band, <laughs> which consisted of uh, himself, Richie Walker, Frank Marcella on drums. I was also in the band as a keyboard player and a singer. And of course, I had to organize and arrange the rehearsal times, etc., and put a band together. It was a daunting task, but we did it. The show came off very well. It was run just like any other major outdoor social event. We made announcements from stage all day long, gave away prizes, and made a ton of new friends. Long-lasting friendships were created that day. Fred went go forth again and managed to book a band from Vancouver, Canada to fly over and perform songs for that were very popular of the day with our ICRT audience. The July 4th picnic was a huge success. In previous years, hundreds of people attended. That year, I'm pretty sure thousands came and they stayed all afternoon. It was a huge, huge success. <laughs> Hey, I'm uh, Barry King. I played drums in the band at the ICRT AmCham 4th of July Fest. We were Terry and the Tomcats, which comprised of me and Damien from uh, the Diplomats and Lanny and Ashley from the Beetlenuts and a bunch of other bands. Those guys are still playing the Taipei circuit now. And Nicole Chick from Seattle, Terry on vocals. In fact, she just, just reminded me that we got a late start. It's... I was having a bit too much fun before the set, and uh, I was MIA in the crowd somewhere. So we played a 20-minute version of Imagine and a 20-minute version of Let It Be while someone was searching the crowd to find me. It was a great day. They had uh, you know, family events in the daytime and food and beverage and live music. They had a good ITRT band. It was, it was a DJ, so I think that was Tony Taylor and Richie and maybe... Kept Morgan on base, I think. But yeah, you know, people were enjoying the post-martial law freedom, and you know, everyone was coming out. You know, I remember sitting on a blanket before the fireworks with uh, Rick Monday and some other guys. And my name was called for the lucky draw. 
I want a Kodak camera. You know, it's just a, another plus to a great day. So uh, yeah, it was really well done by ICRT organizers. And, uh, you know, we later heard it was the largest 4th of July event in Asia that year. So you know, we were really happy to play a role in that. And it was a good day all around. So congratulations, ICRT and uh, the organizers. That was really a good day. Hey, my name is Mandy Gaines, and uh, we did some of the major events like the uh, 4th of July celebration and where I try to forget the whole thing because I was asked to sing the Star Spangled Banner and of course I forgot the words and uh, I had to restart the song but and I think I actually did it again the following year where I got to redeem myself and I got the words correct so so I don't know but hopefully there'll be some way or some event or some new club or something like that that gets me back to Taiwan I still have quite a few friends there and um, it's always kind of been my second home. Thank you very much. In my opinion, the local staff felt great about working with our colleagues from all over the world. Together, helping to make Quake Quake's vision a reality. I'm Yvonne Gao. I was with the ICRT sales department from mid-1988 to 1997. As with any radio station, advertising was extremely important, and we came up with a number of promotions that were unique in the Asia market and brilliant in their own right. We'll visit some of these made-for-Taiwan ad ideas and promotions in another edition of Radioactive Taiwan. So stay tuned. This concludes our first five chapters of Radioactive Taiwan that details some of the many reasons why ICRT was one of the greatest, most proactive, and creative radio stations in the world. We're currently contacting former members of our news department, sales and marketing departments, as well as listeners for their memories of ICRT's unique contributions to Taiwan society, like the environmental event that vaulted ICRT into the Guinness Book of World Records. Or the free mega concerts, as well as the formation of Taiwan's first high school basketball league, and so much more. ICRT was the first radio station in Asia to have a live internet website. The internet allowed ICRT to continuously create and implement creative multimedia marketing opportunities, many of which were unheard of in the Asian market and have never been matched since. Thank you. For remembering with us a time when Taiwan was changing, and when radio was a huge presence in our lives, helping to push that change, and the amazing radio station in Taiwan we had the privilege to work for, and a special shout out to Nick Gold for his memories and lending his voice to this documentary. Please vote for us in the history category of the People's Choice Podcast Awards. We leave you now with a song from another artist that ICRT aggressively promoted and who filled the concert hall with his fans. Here's Lobo with his love song to Taiwan. I came to your land, a stranger. You made me feel at home. You opened up your arms and gave me warmth. I never felt alone. 
You won my heart forever with your gentle, friendly ways. So with love I send to you, my friends, this song from far away. With love. 